Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Have you ever thought of right fitting your home? That's kind of a strange name. It is. But right fit means maybe larger, maybe smaller. And then you wondered, oh, but what do I do with the one I'm in now? And what will happen? Mm. Might I become homeless? And so today's mm. topic. That's not fun. No. So today's topic is all about how to get into the right fit home for you without becoming homeless or getting stressed to the max yeah. or uh, maybe owning two homes. So, But we're all about not making you homeless. And I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker. Yeah, and I'm a real estate broker and a franchise owner. I've owned Keller Williams Solid Rock Realty for about 13 years yeah. and been in real estate for 23 years, coming up on 24 shortly. <laughs> and now I get to say almost three decades in the industry in helping thousands of clients navigate the transition from one house to the next or from no house to a house. It's been a really neat experience. And so you're just joining us on the inside track on real estate. We are excited to have you here. And it's um, a way that we can provide knowledge and information about how to navigate this thing called living in a home, living in the in, in the house that you're in. How do I do that? How do I turn my house into a home? And how do I position myself so I'm making great decisions all the time? Yeah, many times you you don't realize that your home mm. starts to fall out of your lifestyle. And mm. it happens slowly because when you bought your home or even if you're renting a home, uh, when you picked it out, it was right for you at that time. And slowly over time, mm. sometimes people's life changes. And maybe well, yours oh, has. Whoa, 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 whoa. But, How can you say sometimes our life changes? <laughs> All the time, okay. our life is changing. Yes. Right? That's I mean, true. it may not be changing enough that warrants making a move. Canadians are staying and folks in Ottawa are staying in their homes longer than they used to. If you go back a few decades, there were shorter stays in homes. And yet there are seasons in life where the move is more frequent. Yes. And so our lives are changing. Yeah. Your lives are changing. And sometimes we need to change our environment to match our new life. Right. To match who we are today and who our family is today. Kind of like the butterfly. You've been watching butterflies hatch from their... I have. Chrysalis. From their chrysalis. Yeah. Chrysalis. Yeah. yeah. I have to say it very carefully because there's no T in it. And I was pronouncing a T, but it's a chrysalis. Yeah. And they hatch from that and they morphed, right? So now their home is different. They used to crawl around and now they fly. They do. So they have to migrate. They have to go to Mexico for the winter or somewhere like that. And then some of them come back, right? Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think come, so. They think and, they come back to their birthplace. And I'm not sure about that part because I didn't go <laughs> that far. But if you want to see some butterflies just being hatched or at the hatching stage and then hatched and still with their wings kind of curled up and then taking flight for the first time. You go to my Facebook page and there's tips on real estate there now and then as well and just conversation and inspiration and we're just talking about transformation. Yeah. 
right? And yeah. I actually got to have my granddaughters release the butterflies with me, so they're actually really cute as well. Anyway, all about transforming as our family transforms and as we shift who we be, our housing needs change with us. Right. And so we want to make sure that there's a seamless transition because right. it can be a, um, what would we say, a arduous? Could, arduous, could be a rough road. The path mm. could be uh, full of pitfalls that someone may mm -hmm. fall into. And we want to navigate you through that. And we've helped thousands of families uh -huh. navigate that process. And it's one of the first things people ask us when they're considering a change is they're saying, mm -hmm. well, what do I do? How do I do this without causing myself major financial grief? And that actually almost happened to us, right? Right. And it's not just the financial grief that people are concerned. I don't, that's at least what I've been told. They're concerned about the financial burden, potentially. Mm -hmm. They're also concerned about the risk of having no place to live. Right, because they've sold too quickly. That's being homeless. Right, for a season of time. And also, even if you're moving from a rental into your first home, just that whole navigating timeline, like how long do I hold on to the one? Do I hold on to the one? My costs have just gone up. I know I paid last month's rent, but there's still an expense. I was hoping to use that toward buying new appliances or toward my closing costs. So there's so many things that run through people's heads, which is accurate. It ought to be running through your head. Mm -hmm. If it's not, this is a reality check moment mm -hmm. to think about what things ought I to be thinking about when I'm transitioning from one space into another space. Maybe I want to keep the one I have. So we're going to talk about all that and probably a whole lot more. So journey with us. And if there's a question that comes up for you as we're sharing this information, these stories, then send us an email and we'll answer your question one-on-one -on -one if it's something that is confidential and very pertinent to you, specific to your scenario, or if it's something more general, we'll answer it on the radio, which is an amazing thing for us to be able to do because often the question you have, the thing you're asking yourself is the very thing that someone else is asking themselves. Right. And so, mm. can you afford to buy first and then sell? Because what some people will say to me is, oh, Ken, there's a very specific home or mm -hmm. area, neighborhood, that I want to move to. And if that's the situation, and there isn't much inventory there, like houses don't come up very often, or right. the right type of house doesn't come up very often, then you may be in a situation where you really do need to buy the home you're moving to first and then sell your home. Now, that's a little scary sometimes. Well, and sometimes it's actually not even an option. Like, it's not wise at all. And Ken started to share a little story. And... I don't know how comfortable I am sharing it, and yet I know it's one that needs to be shared because it almost happened to us. Now, we weren't realtors yet, and we didn't <laughs> have a guide in the process. We actually chose not to have a guide. We actually thought we knew better. Yeah, that was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. And then there we were about a week before moving into the new house that we had bought. It was new construction. 
So you kind of had to make a commitment. We fell in love with it. We loved it. The challenge was we still owned a place. Yeah, and we actually could not afford Mm -mm. to own two places. Uh -uh. Probably not even for a month. Probably not even for a week (laughs) is, 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 is the reality of our scenario. Yeah, and we didn't have the down payment without pulling the money out of our other house. Right. So there were issues over issues. We couldn't qualify for the financing. We didn't have the down payment. We were in a mess. And yet, because we thought, in our naivety... That we knew best. That we knew best. And maybe you're not like us. Maybe you do know best and you already have it figured out and you're great with numbers. I would still suggest that just navigating the journey, because we've made so many mistakes in our own lives around it years ago, mm-hmm. we don't make those mistakes anymore. Now we know what we're in a position to do and what we're not in a position to do. Can you imagine yourself, though, being there about a week before closing, young family, we had a little girl at the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to have Ryan just yet. Our little girl was Candace. Yeah, it was. She was three, I think. Two? Oh, I'm wrong. She was two. <laughs> so that was a view that tells you how long ago it was, because the girl's in her 30s now. So there we are, bought what we know is our dream home, at least for the next many years. We were there for 15 years, so we did actually get to move there. So the story has a happy ending, and yet not without a lot of angst and peril mm-hmm. and frustration and crying and temper tantrums, because, yeah, I'm prevalent, or was maybe more prevalent then, to do that, we simply were at the point where... Well, the the stress and the pressure was huge. Yeah. And finally, what we did was we actually lowered the price of our existing house below market value. Significantly. Yeah. And fortunately, we still had enough to close on the next property. It we, was tight. It was tight. We borrowed money. We got help. We got some help? Uh-huh. We got okay, some well, help. Okay, well, that's great. I don't remember that part. I thought I was the hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you were my hero. You're always my hero, Ken. Okay, don't good. be confused. And yet we needed help because we actually got ourselves in over our heads. There we are a week before, literally a week before, and we haven't sold our house. Mm-hmm. So we've been down that road. And we are very cautious of recommending to someone that they buy a house before they sell their existing house. And so mm-hmm. we, we know how to navigate that. We know how to take the precautions. We know that we can send you to a financial lender and they can qualify whether you can own both houses at the same time. Now, there's a thing called bridge financing, which a lot of times there's some confusion Because the bank may say, yes, you qualify, or the lender may say, you qualify for bridge financing. Bridge financing Mm -hmm. just means your existing home is sold firm, and Mm -hmm. you want to overlap the two houses. So you do actually own two houses for a couple weeks. It makes the transition really comfortable. Uh, A lot of people will sell on the same day that they purchase, and that makes it for a very hairy day. That's more than hairy. That's called chaos, just just chaos and if something is going to go wrong it's going to go wrong in those scenarios and then if the funding doesn't get advanced on time or there's an issue with insurance last minute or one of a hundred other 
potential challenges, now you're in actually a pretty tough spot. So we actually recommend that you do bridge finance, even if it's two or three, four days. It just takes a lot of pressure off. And from a financial affordability perspective, pretty much everybody qualifies for bridge financing because it's only for two days, four days, eight days, even a month. It's just really carrying the two houses from an interest perspective. There's usually some small fees associated to bridge financing in addition to the interest cost, and yet it's pretty minor. And it just creates a calmness. So that's not so much... And and it really, not only calmness, it allows you time. Because Mm. then you can pack up I've had cases where mm-hmm. a client is packed up and then they go, oh, no, all our stuff doesn't fit in the truck. Yeah, that happened like last week. <laughs> and, then, oh. and then they have to go unpack it and then come back for another load. And then there's generally no time to clean the house. And if you don't clean the house after you leave, mm-hmm. then generally the buyer's not very pleased. No, they're not happy. Yeah, no and likewise, happy. the house you're moving to, you would prefer that it gets cleaned before you get there, even though you're going to mess it up a little bit moving in, mm-hmm. even though you're probably going to re-clean all the bathrooms and everything because right, then you know that they're and, your clean. Right, they're your clean, and we all want our <laughs> clean. So even yeah. when it's been cleaned, I think most people feel like it hasn't been cleaned, and yet there is a big difference between not cleaned at all and just not clean to your standard or your 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 yes. own ability to do it. So when we're talking about what we almost did, it wasn't bridge financing. We weren't no. that savvy. What it was, was we literally purchased another home with a delayed closing date because it was new construction. Never in our wildest dreams did we think that we wouldn't have our whole home sold mm-hmm. by the time we needed to move. And yet that's essentially where we found ourselves just days before we were to make the move with no ability to pay. So we don't want that to happen to you. We can't overemphasize enough the value of doing the preparation work. Yeah. And I I think the other aspect is when we're doing that calculation for you, Mm. we're going to give you a true price that we believe that your home or your house will sell for in the right amount of time that you need. No pie-in-the-sky pricing because that will cause people to make poor decisions because poor mm-hmm. information causes a poor decision. So we'll well, give, it's guaranteed. We're going to give kind yeah. of a uh, no pie-in-the-sky. We're going to give a realistic price, and then we recommend people say, we say, okay, can you do it if you got 5 or 10% even less than that? Right. Because if you had to fire sale it, Typically, 5 to 10% is a fire sale, right? Right. In Ottawa, because Ottawa is such an amazing, stable market. So that's a great thing to know. Because we're primarily talking about Ottawa real estate and area, it is probably one of the most stable real estate markets. Not to say we never fluctuate down, not to say that we don't have continuous, steady increases little by little, year over year. That's common in Ottawa. And yet, it's an incredibly stable market. Yeah, like the last 60 years, I don't, yeah. I believe it's never gone below 3 or 4% in a year. Right. Down. Down. Yeah. Right. And that only happened three times in the, in the 30 years you've been in the business. Yeah. So, so the great news about Ottawa real estate is you just have to be um, wise and be, I'm going to use the word realistic, realistic about the value, get the sense of what the value is if you're going to consider buying 
before you sell. Yes. Yeah, that's the way to go. Sometimes I get confused. You see, I went a little bit slow there because sell before or buy before. So anyway, buying before you sell is not bridge financing. That's simply qualifying for two mortgages. Yeah. And and many people love that because they have mm-hmm. the security of knowing that they're going to what they want to go to. Right. And it makes them a whole lot easier to detach from the house that they're living in now. It makes it easier for you and for pricing-wise, because a lot of times people think their house is worth more than it is because it's their home. As soon as you detach and your home is now over somewhere else, you you now it's a business transaction. Now it's, okay, how does my, home, my house, mm-hmm. we don't call it a home anymore, we call it a house because yeah. my home's going to be over there. How does it compare to other houses on the market that have sold? Right. And now I can realistically price it. Much easier. Yeah. And I know for us, although that first experience that we shared was horrifying and scary, I mean, we literally almost lost it all because there was no way we could have bailed ourselves out of that. And we didn't have anybody in our life. We're smiling now. I know we're smiling now. <laughs> they could bail us out. years later. <laughs> I know. They could bail us out either. And so what we encourage is just make sure that the numbers work. Look at them yourselves, have us look at them, and then deal with a really reputable, honest, um, knowledgeable lender. I mean, I just had a scenario the other day where I verified, verified, and verified with the client, got a letter from the lender that everything was good to go. And the numbers worked, except then the lender, after we firmed up everything, didn't actually like the property, even though they had the property in advance. So (laughs) you can't do enough. Now, it worked out good. We navigated it. We reached out to another lender. We made sure there was a backup plan, and it's all coming together beautifully. And yet there are so many potential risks that you just really want to make sure that it's solid. That you have a great guide. That you have a great guide. Someone that's traveled the path before. Yeah, and that actually no hasn't doesn't just know it from book perspective because we could have shared the book stuff even when we didn't do it right. We'd read stuff, we knew what we knew, and yet now that we've experienced it so many times, and in fact today we pretty much always buy before we sell because we know what it's going to take to sell our house. We know the difference between selling and not selling is five, maybe ten percent. It's minimal in the scheme of things, and. Finding what we want is sometimes more demanding and more difficult. Mm -hmm. And so if that works for you, we're all in it. We're all for it. And yet for a lot of people, it is way better. The most common thing, in fact, is to sell first and then buy. That would be the vast majority because there's just less angst around money. There isn't a financial risk, but now you Mm -hmm. come into a little different risk. And some mm-hmm. may cost you a little bit of money because you maybe you have to mm-hmm. make a double move. Maybe you have to put your furniture into storage and then um, rent something for a month or two. Or maybe you got to go live with family. Or And that could be so much fun. Yeah, it could be fun. We've had family live with us. It's a joy. <laughs> yes. And you could also have them... Uh, you know, you might have a cottage you can go to in the summer or a trailer you can live in. Yeah. But there's still added costs to move that furniture twice, put it into storage, 
Uh, there's more damage likely to happen to furniture as it mm -hmm. gets moved in and out. Um, yeah, so there's, there's that aspect to look at. And as long as you are good with that, then it makes it pretty easy to sell first right? and buy after. Now, that being said, we also interpret the market for you right. based on the area that you're looking for in the price range. We can show you roughly how many homes come up, how they turn over, what they sell for. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can say, okay, within a 60-day period, you should have 10 houses or 6 houses or 12 houses to choose from. And then you're just going to have to make a quick decision when the right one comes up. That's right. And one of the interesting things is the other conversation that arises when we say we're going to sell before we buy is sometimes people want to go looking at property and fall in love with something. And the risk is that they actually do fall in love with something before they've actually sold their house. Because even buying something that's conditional on the sale of your house, you're putting out expenses. You're putting out um, certainly a building inspection. And if it's a country property, something on well and septic, you're paying for water potability, well inspections, septic inspections, mm -hmm. maybe an environmental inspection, maybe a, all kinds of additional potential things can come up both in the city and outside of the city on municipal services or on country services. So there is a cost associated to buying something conditional on the sale of your home. The bigger cost though, and one that I think for the most part, isn't calculated. Mm -hmm. And that is the significant additional money you pay for the house in the first place because the seller doesn't have the same emotional attachment to you buying the house because you're not really buying the house. It's a very much a maybe. It's a maybe conversation. And just put yourself for a moment in the position of the seller if you were the seller and somebody came to you and said, I'd like to buy your house and I have this house over here to sell and yes, I'll get it on the market with my realtor in the next five or six days and yes, I'll price it properly and yes, I'll do the right things to make sure it's ready for market and yes, I'll make sure there's a good marketing plan. Even with everything done right, you as the seller are probably still thinking in the back of your mind, yeah, but no guarantees. Like there are no guarantees that it's going to sell quickly. And now my house, so you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay extra, right? That's what you're going to say. That's certainly what I would say. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have me partially tie up my property and then I know as a seller that the folks from out of town, those people that are like highly motivated that need to make a fast decision on the house they're buying, they probably aren't even going to come see my house now. Mm -hmm. Because I've tied it up. Yeah. And so as the buyer, you pay too much. Yeah. And as the seller, the reason you're asking them to pay more is because of the risk that you now are taking on. So here's a better strategy. Okay. Would you like a solution to that? I, I would. Now okay. I painted the problem. Yeah, you did a great job. And so what if we put your home up for sale conditional upon that specific property still being available? Now you don't know if you, you know, if there's any problems with inspections, you don't know exactly what price you can buy it at. But what you do know is you can put your, your property up for sale. If that property sells, then you have the option of pulling yours off the market. That's an option. Yeah. 
And that can work sometimes. The challenge potentially with that one is, again, a motivated buyer may not want to wait to find out whether you're really serious about selling your house or not. So, Well, we wouldn't make it conditional. Only the listing is conditional. I know. Yeah, so it's up for sale. Yeah. You get a, you get a bona fide buyer. Yeah. They buy it. Now mm-hmm. you go put the offer in on the other house because it's still available. If the other house is sold before you get an offer, you just pull it off the market. Right, and that's certainly an option. Yeah. And the other thing that we often do with our clients, and you maybe want, you may be that client right now going, yes, that's exactly the experience we had. And that was we negotiate a longer closing on the new house. We know based on having done enough market research and maybe going out once Mm -hmm. to see what is available that when the time comes, you'll be able to find a great property. Yeah. So we build in the time and we make sure you're educated up front so that your options are all before you and you know that the right type of home will be there when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the other thing is if you're renting, just knowing how much notice mm-hmm. you need to give the landlord. That's all we need to know, whether you're in a lease, how much notice you need to give, and then we can line up a closing that works appropriately for mm-hmm. your property. Right. And um, now, sometimes people are mm-hmm. in need of a home, right? They've sold a home. Yep. And... They're looking for a property and they're a motivated buyer. Right. And it's not there yet. It's and just, you have one of those people uh, right now. I have more than one of those people right now. <laughs> um, and one of the people we have or one of the families that we have are an awesome family. We actually knew the wife when she was a teenager. I mean, how fun is that? And she is no teenager, teenager now because she's got teenagers of her own. And so they're, they've sold their, their smaller home that worked well. And now that they're a bigger family, they actually need... How many children do they have? Three. Three girls. Three. Yeah, three girls. Can you imagine three girls in one house? That's I awesome. had two in one house and that was chaotic enough. Can you imagine three? Anyway, um, they're looking for a two-story in the Greeley, Manatic area an executive style, luxury kind of home, something that preferably actually has an in-ground pool in the backyard or the ability to put one in. Of course, that affects the value that they want to pay depending on whether the pool's already there or not. Something with at least four bedrooms upstairs and a two-story and ideally a nice main floor den, open living space. So if you know anybody that has something like that and they're thinking about selling, you actually want to call me. And what kind of price range are they? They're looking at about the seven to eight hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah. And they like a nice yard. Yeah, nice. Not really yeah. manatic area. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. So if if you know someone who's considering a mm. move and their home may fall in that price range, and, and style, and style and area, then we'd love you to reach out to the Decker team so that we can. We're kind yeah. of matchmakers. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make, make me, me a match. match. Yeah, so we love to put homes together with people. No, people together with people, really. Yeah. Anyway, yes. We're the years, solution makers. There you go. Years and years <laughs> and years ago when I started in the industry, my slogan was, all my homes need our families. Yeah, and right now we have a family that all they need is a nice home. Exactly. So if you know anybody, let us know. And the other thing that you may want to do, which we didn't even really talk about, we'll explore on another show, is maybe keep the home you're in as an investment. So you don't have to risk 
being homeless or having two. Yep. I think Ryan and I are doing an upcoming show on that. Absolutely. So enjoy your day. And when you have a real estate question, you know what to do. Call us. Call us. Yeah, Yeah, call us. Okay. What number? 613-860-4663. 